Welcome to Align Your Practice, an exploration of the seamless relationship between the business of chiropractic and the future of natural health care. Join us as we engage with an array of talent, from seasoned experts to passionate new entrepreneurs. Now, here's your host, Dr. Joe Esposito. Hi, this is Dr. Joe Esposito. Welcome to another episode of Align Your Practice. I'm here again with Dr. Matt Lawrence. We had a conversation on a previous podcast about opening practice, going from associateship to owner. We talked about the COVID crisis. My favorite discussion is leaving victimhood. Uh, so if you missed that, please go back and, and listen to that. So Dr. Matt, how are you? I'm doing great. Yeah, we just got done with that podcast, kind of lit me up, but now I'm excited about the next topic. So thanks for having yeah, this me. This topic's going to be about opening practice with your spouse to chiropractors. Now, that is not a low debt experience. We're talking about half a million dollars in debt, two doctors ready to roll. Uh, first off, I, I just want to give, give um, some props to our good friends and, and some of the greatest doctors I know, Dr. Joe Clarino, Dr. Deb Cerrone. They were your mentors. And you said you purposely, you literally drove almost an hour <laughs> to work inside a practice. And it wasn't only because these are cool people. It's you wanted to emulate a style of practice, which was pretty smart the way you navigated that. Talk a little about that. So students that are looking to emulate, reiterating some of those points and it has to match what you want. But talk about the practice with the couple and what you saw, and what you're trying to accomplish yourself. Yeah. So um, me and my fiance, we wanted to open a practice together. That was always the goal. Um, so we talked about when you look for that internship or associateship, it has to be congruent with how you want to practice in a way that you can emulate someone you can look up to. Um, and we found that perfect match at Sugar Hill because I got to learn from Dr. Joe and Dr. Deb every single day. They've been in practice now, probably, I think it's 25 years, but at that point it was like 20 years, you know, a couple all these ups and downs, but just growing and creating this amazing, beautiful practice. And they're still together. They're still in practice together. All the patients love them. They have just this great culture. And so we wanted to emulate that and take that style, make it our own, but learn from them of, you know, how can we be successful? Because you hear of, I mean, even just like you, you laughed about the, the half a million dollars in debt, but just the thought of mentioning opening something with your spouse or working with your spouse, most people laugh. Like most of my patients, you know, like, oh my gosh, like you guys work great together. Like I, I couldn't work with my spouse. I couldn't do that. <laughs> it is like a kind of a daunting task and you have all these, you know, naysayers, people like kind of making you doubt if it's the right decision. But when you learn from someone that, has done it the right way, it makes it a lot easier. So you, you learn from these guys and uh, like, let's talk about some of the guidance you got, because then we're going to talk about how hard it is to follow and how you go right off the deep end with paranoia and fear drives you into breaking all the rules of how to practice with a spouse. And then you recheck. I liked your story because you rechecked yourself, you and Miriam and said, okay. And then you rebuilt back some of the things you kind of academically learn from your mentors, right? But yeah. when you're in the mix of adversity and pain and conflict and the COVID crisis, you know, opening a practice during that time is probably no one gets it unless you went through that because it's a worldwide pandemic that hasn't happened <laughs> before. So you have an experience that a lot of people just 
can't, uh, you know, can't understand what you went through. But, um, but what are some of the framework that you learned? Like if you act, if you were in front of a classroom academically, these are the five things you do. If you're going to open practice with a spouse and you knew this before you went in, yeah. what were the handful of things that you wanted? Uh, the handful of things, you know, just to name the biggest one is don't take work home with you. So, you know, keep work and life and, you know, separate because when you start bringing work home with you, that can start to get toxic. So that was something we knew. We're like, oh, yeah, we'll never do that. We learned that right away. We won't bring work home with us. Um, the other thing is communication and I mean, really communication and how you, you do it at home, but also in the office. Um, spending time where you take like coffee breaks or lunch breaks. So, for instance, like instead of going through all these problems at home or in the office, like spend a dedicated time where you guys can just go out and spend an hour together and just talk about civilly the issues, bring up things that can improve, things that have gone wrong. So all of those things that we knew we shouldn't bring in, but then yet we still found ourselves doing that. Uh, so talk about that. You, were, you opened practice, and I like the way you explained it. Yeah, open so, your eyes, like walk us through like a normal day. You're in the midst of COVID. You're trying to open the practice and you know the rules. And here you are with your spouse and take us through. It was very funny the way you did that. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. You, you wake up in the morning and you got to go to work. Um, first, we were driving a lot together. So then you have kind of the wait time of like, you know, getting ready and then having that stress. You talk, talking about work as you're getting ready. You get in the car, you're talking about work. You get to work, obviously you're working the whole time. And then as soon as work is over, you get back in the car, you're bringing it back in the car. You're at home, the middle of your meal, talking Sorry, about this patient, talking about this case, talking about something that someone said, brushing your teeth at night. You continue. It's all the way until literally you're like about to turn the lights off. You didn't stop talking about work. And we got stuck in that. I mean, mentioned with like the COVID and just being like, so just kind of wired up with that. Um, it took us a while to break that pattern until like one day we just caught ourselves at home and like stressing ourselves out. And it's like, look, this is our alone time. But from now on, let's just not talk about work at home. Once we get home, let's just not talk about work. And then after that, it went from, okay, instead of once we get in the car after work, let's just not talk about work at that point. And then it was, okay, let's actually create a post huddle at the end of the day where we get all of the things that happened that day, all of the areas that we would bring home with us. Let's talk about it here before we even step out of the door. And then as we just kept tweaking that, we noticed like once we left the office, it's like a weight off our shoulders. We knew not to talk about it. And it wasn't like, it was easy. It really is a lot easier. It's like you, you put all the things out that you wanted to say. Now you can go home and you can have a life. You can have, you, you know, the relationship. So when we weren't doing that, um, it definitely takes a toll on your relationship because you're, you're stressed, you're busy all the time. You just can't, you know, communicate the way you want to, but just setting those boundaries and adding the coffee date, uh, a more designed coffee date, like specifically on a certain day at a certain time, it really changed a lot. So I always say the phrase that entrepreneurs don't um, starve, they drown. And meaning they drown because they're doing too much. So when you're in the adversity of opening and, and starting a new business, uh, you innately think you should think and talk about it nonstop, right? Because you're in the, the stress of it. 
would you agree that having that separation where you have time to rejuvenate, take a nap, spend time with your wife, taking walks, having coffee, enjoying your dog, enjoying a hike, and there's no work, do you actually feel more productive when you actually get in the work mode because you're not thinking about it 24 hours? Was it actually more productive? 100%. Because you're just, when you don't do that, you're just in this like long, drawn out, just numb. It's just numb. It's just you're always, you're not motivated. You're not excited about what you're doing as much because you're just always in that state. But just really dedicating, like, like you said, go out for hikes on the weekend with the dog. Now we have a uh, 10-month-old baby. So like our time when we're not in the office, it's just enjoying time with him and enjoying our family time. Like it just feels really good. Um, but come Monday, it's like, all right, here we go. Game on. Uh, game on. And we, we got that out of the way. Like, like we just had a great weekend. Whereas before it was like, oh, how was your weekend? It's like, I mean, I pretty much worked the whole weekend and thought about work the whole time. It's like, now we just try to dedicate that time. And it, it takes a whole load off our shoulders. But it's really like putting a new hat on, isn't it? Like when you're in the practice, your two colleagues, your doctors, you respect each other, you critique each other, you're managing patients, and you have a hat on as a doctor colleague. Is that a, I, I'm not in a spousal practice, but I would assume it's a different energy. Now you leave the office, you take that hat off, and now you're a spouse, and you may be a little bit funnier banter, maybe a little sarcastic, maybe you you have uh, your personalities and things you're attracted to each other. And it may be a different, is it like a different energy that you say, okay, now we're us? Or yeah. is that how you would have to handle it? Because there's a business respect when your doctor is in a clinic that I'm sure it's a different energy, mildly. I don't know. What do you think of that? It definitely is a different energy. Um, it's not like you're putting a face on for the patients, but you're just keeping it professional. You're keeping it very professional. Um, we still, you know, laugh and we have a good culture have with fun. The patients. We still have fun. Um, so it's not like you're just strict robotic when you get here, but it is a different energy. It's a different relationship. We talk to each other um, a little differently. Uh, when you go home, you can be, you know, the person you fell in love with, like the person that you're, you're home, like, this is our family time. And we also have strategically kind of given ourselves roles like at the office and at home where we're in the office. I take more of like the lead cap, like I kind of uh, CEO of the office, I guess you could say, where we get home. She's more of like CEO of the home. Um, That's so, what I was getting to is yeah, so there's like, a little power kind of difference. Power She's shift, in right? charge at home, right? Yeah. At home, it's uh, what should I do? <laughs> uh, yeah, there's definitely like that different different hat and we're both okay with it like we're both okay with that role um, so you brought up expectations like setting you said communication but offline you were saying it's before you even start and that was advice you wanted to give to let's say students couple getting married engaged they're in school they're ready to start one of the things you mentioned i wanted to bring up was setting expectations up front is that a strong uh advice from you to the doctors? Yeah, setting expectations of how you want your practice to look. Um, we went through like, okay, you know, how many, how many patients do you want to see a day? How many do I comfortably want to see a day? How do I want to segregate that out throughout the day, throughout the week? Um, just knowing that you're on the same page, because if you want two completely different style of practices, or, you know, one person wants to grow more than the other person, like it can definitely create a conflict. So 
you got to get on the same page, set the expectation of the vision. Um, you asked me on the last podcast, like, where do we want to see ourselves in three years? And the vision has to intertwine in some way. Um, doesn't mean you're going to see everything the exact same way, but you got to set that expectation and know what the other person sees. Um, because if not, then there's been times where we didn't set, we didn't preframe or set a certain expectation and it does cause friction. So right away, you know, set the vision of what, how you want to practice, how many people you want to see, what you want it to look like, how you want to communicate with patients, how you want to set up that difference between the work-life balance and who you are at work versus at home. When are your coffee dates going to be? You got to just definitely set those expectations. And I like the concept of the coffee, like a coffee meeting versus a date night. A date night's where you probably take out your wife, take her a nice dinner, you, you listen to some music, you go uh, do something, uh, you know, uh, in nature with a family like that, or, or, or just true date night where you're taking your wife out and it's a date night versus a coffee meeting. Is, is that the way you relate it? Like a coffee right. meeting would be like, okay, finances, kids, chores, business, 90 minutes, take some notes and we're done, but we're not talking about it all weekend. Is that the kind of the yeah, way exactly. you we, okay. I mean, we love, we love coffee, so it's easy for us, but we have the date nights where we go out and we have dinner and go out and just like really enjoy that time. But we also love our coffee time to just sit down and talk to each other. But it is a different thing. It's like, you know, date night. It's literally what you said, date night. And then, okay, let's work on ourselves and our business and let's just dedicate an hour to do that over some coffee. And so it's casual, but it's strategic. It's game planning. Um, it's a, it's a space for everyone to get out what, you know, where, where I've been, how I've been feeling, how she's been feeling, whereas places like we think we can improve, um, in the practice with, without judgment and just strategic, like game planning. Um, and we like the coffee because, you know, like I said, we enjoy coffee and it's, it's less time and, uh, you just really get to iron it out. And so we, we love that. So we, we try to do it at least once a week strategically for the office. And then we do have some other, you know, coffee dates where we just hang out and talk. So that's awesome. Um, how about like working together where it's like you have different styles? Like maybe like you would lose a patient because it's a pregnant mom wants to see your wife, or she would lose someone because you got heavier hands and they want it. it does it take a little while to figure out? your genius in chiropractic with a couple where it's like, I, I've seen that before. One's like following the other. Or I'm not as good as you or why'd you, why'd they go see you or why'd they go, why did they go see you or whatnot? Does it take a little while to really appreciate the genius of the individual chiro and the artfulness, the way they practice as two different chiropractors that serve greatness in their own right? Or how does that work with a couple in your regard? Yep, I would agree um, to that point. It definitely took some time and experience um, just learning our, like I said, we worked in two different practices. So when we came together, we were still learning about each other and seeing how each other operates around the patient. I mean, because you can role play all you want, but until the doors are open and someone's walking the door, you don't really see it. But it has been a learning experience and we're starting to, it's been a while now, we've been picking up on what patient might better suit you what patient might better suit you or, Hey, I did this new patient this day one with um, this patient. I just felt like we had a good connection or maybe it wasn't a great connection. I just think you may be better connection 
to take over awesome. here. Because generally we like to, you know, if you did the day one, you do the day two. But if we don't sense that connection or we feel like this patient might connect with you better, we strategically will move that around. And a lot of times that person that may have been disinterested or just not quite engaging with one person, I, I let her take over with that person and it like they turn into a different person. They flip a switch. So interesting. You to, I wouldn't you have to like not. get that experience there of like, okay, who is better suited for this person? Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't think of benefit of the the different styles actually be an asset to the practice as much as you just mentioned. That's awesome. That's great. Great advice for uh for for new doctors. So just in summation, uh the advice is to uh separate work and uh and personal and family. Um set expectations before you start. Uh study each other's innate genius and try to start figuring out where each other's roles are. I love your idea, the coffee meetings, the date nights, uh, just really good insight. So if any of you are uh, couples looking at opening a practice, I'm sure, I don't want to speak for you, but I'm sure Dr. Lawrence would take a call and give you some insight uh, like his mentors did for him to kind of guide you if you're trying to navigate leaving school, right? Would you, would that be okay? Text me. Um, you can reach out to me through, through our email, through our Instagram, um, anywhere. You can easily get a hold of me. I'd be happy to take a call with you. Awesome, awesome. That's that's great insight. Thanks, Doc. It was. Uh, I, I'm gonna try to bring you on in a year when that second practice opening, and you're. Uh, there's probably gonna be a couple more kiddos along this journey. I know that's gonna. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Some> more dogs. <laughs> definitely some more dogs. Uh, <laughs> some kids along the line. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. All right, Doc. Thanks again. Good. Yeah, uh, thank you so much. Good. All right. Have a great. Have a great day. Thanks. This episode was brought to you by Align Life Chiropractic and Natural Health Centers. If you're interested in creating your dream practice or want to know more about Align Life, go to alignlifepodcast.com.